Welcome to the Future School Podcast. My name is Boyd Logan. I am the co-founder and current director of Future School of Fort Smith, Arkansas. On this podcast, we hope to help our audience get to know us a little bit better, find out what we're all about, process through uh, what's going on in education right now, and really help people see how we're constantly striving to improve our practice and to do a better job of educating our kids. So thanks so much and enjoy the episode. Today's guest is Coach Eric West, who's been with Future School since year two. He is an integral part of our team, really holding the line on culture around our restorative practices and being a ceaseless advocate for kids within our community. We have a great conversation, uh, talking really a lot about restorative practices and how we manage that at school. I hope you enjoy. Without further ado, here's my conversation with Eric West. All right, uh, this is the second in our series of podcast slash video cast that we're doing with uh, future school staff and today uh, we're going to have Eric West on who is uh, a lot of different roles like a lot of our staff do uh, but you know most importantly what we're going to talk about today is his role as our restorative practices uh, guru and he's also a basketball coach and athletic director at the school and does all kinds of things. Uh, but anyway, it, we'll, we'll get into all that in a little bit. Eric, welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. All right. Hey, hey Coach. Uh, Eric or Coach E or Coach West, as he's known <laughs> at the school, kind of tell us a little bit about your background and uh, how you got involved in future school. Um, as far as my background, um, I was born and raised here in Fort Smith. Um, and um, went through Darby and Northside and, you know, all of that, the, the public schools here. Um, a couple of the board members um, had asked me to look into future school, you know, and um, think about starting an athletic program. So the more I looked into future school um, and seeing that it was um, different, different than the traditional model, and more community-based, um, I wanted to get involved. So I took them up on the offer to start that um, athletic department and uh, also help, you know, uh, mentor some more of our youth. All right, cool, cool. Yeah, and we're, we're it's been uh, no looking back since then. You've been all in. Uh, and I think that's one of the things that, that people know about you, Coach, is that you're always enthusiastic, always positive, uh, where does that come from? Um, it just comes from life. I mean, you, you're, you're, life is made to live, you know, and I, I wake up every day and I, of course, I thank God. But I mean, it's just I enjoy life. You know, I look at every day as, you know, if you wake up, it's a good day. There's no such thing as a bad day. You might have bad moments, but it's all within a good day. So I'm going to make the best of it. I'm going to make the best of every day and um, I always try to be one percent better than the than, than yesterday. Yeah, I think that's one, that's one of your, you, you have a lot of sayings that you're, uh, 
<laughs> of wisdom, pearls of wisdom that you that you try to impart on the both the, the kids and on the staff uh, for sure. And that's 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 one of your your sort of positive contributions, I think, that you always have. What uh, you mentioned being from Fort Smith and sort of uh, you know, and, and it's being a community-based school. How do you think? How does Future School sort of interact with the community? How you mentioned it being different. Can you go on a little bit more about that and and sort of what, as a Fort Smith native local, what it sort of means to you? Well, you know, it's um, as far as the school itself. You know, um, being different from the traditional model because. To be honest, just talking about myself, a lot of times, um, and I'll give you an example. Let's say science. I'm not a huge science fan, um, or I wasn't a huge science fan. And I believe, you know, I, I think about that, you know, and I believe it was because, you know, I didn't have a relationship with none of the teachers. And I, I also didn't speak that kind of language. And I think because I didn't speak that science language or wasn't that type of student, you know, I don't think I was, um, you know, really paid attention to, I guess, you know, because we didn't have that that community based um, classroom or that relationship based with the with the staff. So just being different in that sense, you know, I think it helps a lot. Just building those uh, relationships with the students. Yeah, you talk about that, about about relationships and, and you know, how I mean, that's sort of one of the, the I think. Whenever we as a staff look at ourselves, and that's one of the things we feel like we do really well. I think our whole community feels that way. Um, that the you know that the kids and the parents and the staff, uh, and we say you know that's that's one of the keys to what we do. Why, why is it that those relationships are so important? Do you think? Um, because you're dealing with you know every kid is coming. Every kid is different, and they're coming from different backgrounds. You know, different. Um, different cultures. And if you don't build those relationships and get to know those backgrounds of those cultures, those kids, um, they're not going to learn for someone they don't like or feel like they don't know them or don't understand them. You know, and it's hard to, to try to teach someone from a different background that you don't understand. You know, um, the same way with, with the whole discipline model of the restorative. You know, every kid is taught different. You know, some kids might be told, hey, if someone hits you, you hit them back. You know, other kids are told, hey, if someone hits you, you go tell the teacher. It's just different upbringings. And so those relationships help get to know those kids better and understand where they're coming from when you're having to talk to them or have those conversations with them. Yeah, so you started touching on some of those things around restorative. How did you get introduced to restorative practices and uh, sort of what's your background uh, with, with restorative practices and, and sort of wh where you're going with it? The restorative, I actually got introduced to it, you know, here at the school. You know, um, I started looking more into it because it was the discipline model of the school. It's the discipline model of the school. And it was just something that I really got excited about um, because I believe in the whole restoring. You know, I don't believe in the rejection or ejection you know, which is kicking a kid out of school. You know, you're basically um, rejecting them from the community or ejecting them from the school community. And I just don't believe in that. I believe that we're, we're um, able to teach in those moments because once again, um, every kid is coming from different backgrounds. 
you know, in different environments and they're being told different things. So when a kid um, acts out, you know, that first behavior, that's actually a teachable moment. It just depends um, on how we teach it and the tone of voice that we use, you know, but it is a teachable moment and we're able to help those kids, you know, move on and be successful if we can teach them right then about those behaviors. Yes. You know, and if we if we eject them from the community or kick them out the community, you know that's not helping them at all. We're we're they're never learning anything from that. For sure, and then it becomes someone else's problem, right? I mean, it, it, I mean that's that's a that's a vicious cycle that we see, and that's I feel like that's a big part of the the the, the school to prison pipeline. You know, it starts kids start running afoul of the school for whatever reason, probably has nothing to do with their actual relationship with learning or anything like that. It probably has to do with societal issues or familial issues or whatever it is. And all of a sudden that school becomes a community they don't feel like they're a part of. And right. then what do we do to them? We set them aside from that community. We put them in ISS, we put them in OSS. And so, you know, yeah, now you're certainly not feeling a part of this community because now you're being ostracized even further for it, you know, as punishment. And right. that, that schism, just that divide just keeps growing and growing and growing until, you know, it, there is no salvaging that relationship and there's no positive, there's no positive place for that student to, to go with the school. And then from there, it's, they're feeling like that about society in general and, and, and with the, you know, with, with, with their, their community that they live in. Right. And, and from there, it's, it's not a, not a lot, you know, it's a pretty short step from there. Uh, potentially running afoul of the law and uh, and not 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 having a productive life, you know. Correct, correct. That, that that all starts, you know, with a lot of our our discipline models that we use in our institutions. Right, right. And I, I think that's you know, and this is this is kind of talking about restored practice because I think that's the the real goal of the podcast. This this particular one is people, you know, people may not understand restorative practices. And we've had some hard conversations with members of our community um, because they see it as uh, it's just permissive. You're just letting them do whatever. There's no consequences. There's no accountability. You know, you're just letting them do whatever they want. And that's not what it is, though, right? Right. It's, it's not. There's um, there's actual consequences. It's just not the tradi traditional consequences of the ISS or the OSS, you know, because what, like I said, you know, I refuse to. Um, reject or turn my back on a kid because of his behavior that um, he's been he's been taught you know some of these kids are being taught their behavior like I gave the example of you know um, you know if a kid hits you you hit him back you know and that's that that's stuff that's being taught at the home you know we have an opportunity to to teach different you know because you know as we talk about the the community um, and, it, and it's frustrating sometimes, but um, our community, in, in, in my opinion, don't have a lot of um, resources for when, you know, um, a, a, a young man gets out of, if he, he, if he does go to jail, you know, he get out of jail or the penitentiary, there's not a lot of rehabilitation resources, you know, available, you know, within the community. And so those kids are going right back. You know, it's just a cycle. They're going right back to doing the same thing because of the limited um, resources, rehabilitation resources. So um, it's a great opportunity for, for us to teach at that moment, to, to teach and grab a hold of that young man or that young lady and be able to teach those different behaviors, 
you know, and like I said, if we teach it right the first time or use the right tone, you know, um, chances are less likely that that second behavior happens, which is really uh, most of the time the more severe behavior that causes them to, you know, a teacher to want to say, hey, go see the principal or go see coach, you know. So we try to avoid that sec getting to that second behavior. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a good point you were talking about, you know, about what, what tends to happen and is that whenever someone gets in trouble or runs afoul of, of the community, um, that's the time whenever it need, the community needs to be wrapping around them with as many supports as they can. And they don't have to all be just gentle, you know, right. coddling supports, but they need supports then. That's when they need they need counseling services. They need social services. They need help right. at that point. And they need to be pulled into the community so that, you know, so that they don't want to just keep getting further and further away. But I think we have a tendency, you know, through to, to, to make those people feel a little ashamed and to make those people feel negative about things. And then right. just to a, a continued spot, downward spiral there. Right. And I, and I always remember, you know, it's, it, it stays in my mind that, um, you know, I was I was young and I, I made some mistakes and, you know, um, and I realized I made those mistakes and, and we didn't have the whole restorative thing. But I, I realized as a teenager, you make mistakes. You know, we do make mistakes and they're going to make mistakes. But, you know, some of those mistakes is what helped mold me into the person I am today. You know, so, you know, I, I allow those mistakes to happen. And like I say, it's a teachable moment for me. And I don't always go back and say, well, you know, I used to do this. I used to do that. What I try to do is learn, also learn from those kids and learn what they're going through, learn their language, learn their music. I try to just, you know, try to build those relationships any way I know how so I'm able to help them. Yeah, for sure. Let, let's let's get into like some, some examples for people of what, you know, how we might deal with the situation. Um, so let's say we have a kid who um, is uh, who's gets in a fight or, uh, you know, verbally accosts somebody or says some things they shouldn't to him and, you know, blows up, gets off the handle, gets real anger, angry and, uh, and does something. So how how does the school, how does the restorative community deal with that situation? What are sort of our action steps at that point? With that student, I will. Um... I'll, I'll pull that student in, in the office and we'll talk about the incident and what happened and the infraction. And before we even start talking about any consequences um, for that for that infraction, we start talking about, you know, repairing that harm and making amends before anything, because we want to get to that point. We want to get an agreement that this student is a part of the community and and is willing to, to go ahead and make amends with the with the community or with the other individual or the staff member or what have you. So we'll have that conversation first. And once um, in agreement to that, you know, and it could be another day or two, it doesn't have to be right off, you know. Um, once we get that agreement, we set up the meeting with the other individual or the staff member or the community. And we sit down and we circle up, you know, and we talk about the incident. Both, both uh, parties are allowed to uh, speak and give their take on it, you know, if that's the case. And, you know, you get to that point where um, the amends is made, the, the, the harm is repaired and the amends is made, and then you move forward to 
the consequences, which is a lot of times just going to mirror that infraction in some kind of way. We're going to try to mirror, but it's not going to be the, the whole detention or kicking out of school. You yeah. know, it might be, um, you know, sitting, having lunch with the staff member or, you know, um, doing some kind of school community service, you know, cleaning up, you know, wiping down the tables after, after lunch, just something like that. You know, just making those amends and giving back to the community. Yeah, I, I, both those examples are really great because I think that it shows, you know, how the consequences can be used to try to pull them into the community and cement them as a part of the community versus pushing them out of the community. Right? right. So they've had an, you know, if they've had a, an issue with a staff member um, and they're, you know, not getting along with that staff member. You know, a lot of times what the staff member wants to do is, and, and you know, we've, we've, we've done this before as well, but have them take a break from that class for a little while. Right. right? Okay. Well, why don't you guys just cool off? Maybe don't go to that class for a couple of days and, and, uh, or the staff member, Hey, I don't want them in here, put them in detention while they're in, in my class. And, and that's kind of the, from a restorative perspective, that's the opposite. So instead what you want to do is, Hey, pull that kid in, have lunch with them, you know, sit down and talk to them. Uh, during that time, maybe they come in and clean your room with you uh, during, you know, during lunch. And, and so maybe there is something that they're actually doing to to help out your classroom or, you know, maybe they're cleaning out, cl helping, helping clean some of the community, whatever it is. But the idea is we're showing them how they contribute positively to the community there, how they can be a part of that instead of just being pushed out, ostracized and, and a consequence that doesn't even relate at all to whatever the infraction was, whatever that break with the community was. Right, right. What do you deal with? So if I, let's say a kid gets in a fight and he and he or she is the aggressor and they're, it's clearly they're in the wrong um, and they, you know, they've attacked somebody else and you've got, you know, a parent uh, of the victim um, of the kid who was harmed, you know, and, and they're, they're looking for retribution, right? And they're looking for, hey, I want to see that kid, uh, you know, kicked out of this school. Um, they attacked my my child, or they, you know, whatever they they're verbally assaulting my child, whatever it may be. I want to see them kicked out of the school, or I want to make sure that they're arrested. You know, whatever it is. What 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 do you? How do you deal with that situation? Once again, that's a, a teachable moment. It's just a teachable moment now to the parents, you know, about restorative practice and and the understanding of the restorative practice now. Um, because I am a parent, you know, it's, it's an understanding. Like I said, I understand the youth. I understand it from a, a, a coach's standpoint, a dad's standpoint, all of that. So I, I do understand and have sympathy for that, you know, but, um, and I will tell a parent, you know, well, how do you feel if, you know, I, I give that student, you know, a, a, a day or two break away from the community to think about, um, the, his actions or his or her actions toward your, your child, you know, and then we can come together and talk about that because we want the parents involved as well. You know, something that serious, of course, I'm involved the parent, but once again, it's a teachable moment, even from, from a, a parent standpoint, I could teach the parent about restorative because we're in Fort Smith or most, most school districts is so traditional and they're looking for that, hey, I need them out of school, I want them in detention, I want this, and they don't understand the whole, you know, we have a chance to teach and build relationships here. We have a chance to make this young man or this young lady better. 
because if we don't do it now, it's going to happen again. It's just going to happen again. If I kick him out of school now, it's going to happen maybe at another school. Or I'm going to give him an opportunity to come back, you know, maybe next semester. You know, he sit down and talk to me and, you know, say, hey, I've grown. I understand. So I'm going to give him a chance to come back. But who's to say it doesn't happen again if I don't build that relationship or take care of it right then and we try to repair that harm and make amends. So I've had um, incidents like that, and um, students have made amends, and I've seen them the next week sitting and eating lunch together. Mm -hmm. You know, I've had students sit out there and hug each other right after, you know, some, some fisticuffs were thrown. They'll, they'll turn around and hug each other after we have a conversation about it. You know, because um, a child's, um, or, or an adult, his actions are, are, are just so quick you know, they don't realize, you know, until after the fact, you know what, I shouldn't have did that. Hey, that yeah. was a bad communication. Hey, that was my fault. I should have listened. You know, so there's always reason behind it. So that's why you want to get down to the to the reason and, and really try to repair that harm and build those relationships back up. Yeah, I think you hit on it. And one of the things that I've noticed, too, is, you know, you may have these parents that are hot, um, you know, because their child's been whatever, you know, because somebody's being mean to him or whatever. But those parents, you know, once you, if you sit down in a circle as a community and the, and the parents are involved, all of a sudden those parents also, they see themselves as that kid's parent too. The, the kid who may be the one doing the harm. Right. And all of a sudden they're, they're, you know, they may feel real punitive until they sit down as a community and start actually having conversations. And then all of a sudden they start feeling, oh man, I, I see where this kid's coming from. I see why they may be doing the things they are. How can we help this kid? You right. know, and I, that's what's so, how can we see, why is this kid doing this? Why is this kid, what has maybe my child done to contribute to what this, what this kid's doing? And that's what I think is another thing you just hit on. It's all about solving the problem. It, right. It's about what's going on here. Why is this happening? Why is this student behaving this way? What are the underlying issues? What's going on? And now let's address those, right? And let's figure out what's happening. Do they need counseling to help them with anger management? Do they need, as you just alluded to, maybe there's no separation between stimulus and their action, right? There's no headspace there. Do they need to start on some mindfulness activities, some meditation to start like getting where they have a little pause between whatever that, that stimulus is and their immediate reaction to that stimulus. And man, I mean, let, let's talk a little bit about that. Have we seen growth in kids, um, you know, as they've come in this journey with us from over three years time? We've definitely seen growth. It's like you see growth um, in the majority. You know, you see growth in the majority. I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a realist, so I do understand that we can't save everyone, but at the same time, you know, the majority, you know, we see growth, growth every day. I'm seeing growth every day, you know, not only from year to year, but every day. I'm, I'm communicating with students, um, and I just see a different conversation, a different way they carry themselves. Um, I see it every day, every day. And, and it's because I go back to because of those relationships that we're having with those students. You know, we're taking time out to, to teach and to show students that we care. And we're taking time out to understand the backgrounds and the different environments and cultures of each student, you know. So it's just those relationships, 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 and we allow that kid to grow. We're allowing that space to grow. We're allowing those mistakes to happen. We're, we're allowing everything that that kid needs to grow. We're allowing it to happen. We're not just micromanaging or, 
or trying to put, kick a kid out or put him in detention. We're allowing that to happen. And if it's and if it's a case where it's a discipline infraction, like I said, we're teaching those behaviors. It's a teachable moment for us. And so we're understanding that. And so we're allowing that kid to grow and, and, and hopefully become successful. Yeah. That's awesome. So we, we talk a little bit about, you know, or we talked a lot. And I think we often focus when we're talking about restorative on, you know, people that are the actors, the people that are maybe uh, breaking with the community or doing violating the norms of the community. Um, you know, so I'm a parent and I've got a kid or, or you know, I, I'm a kid who's like, well, I'm, I'm the rule followers. You know, I'm, I don't want to be around kids. What's in it for those people? who may be people who don't ever run afoul of the community, who, you know, who, who are, who are, I don't, I don't ever say good and bad kids, but who are tradi traditionally the, the rule followers and all that. What's in it for them in this community? What, how do they grow? Well, they grow just by understanding, understanding that the whole restorative, you know, um, it's about building that community. It's about improving the, the, the human behavior overall. So just being a part of the community, and knowing that it is a restorative process there um, that's based on building relationships and the prevention of, of crime and bullying and improving human behavior, it's just helping them grow because they're able to be in like, um, let's say a clean environment, a different environment where you don't have to uh, worry about having a fight in the hallway every day or worry about uh, a student and a, and, a, and a teacher going at it every day. So it allows them to, know that they're able to go into a classroom, a school community, a classroom community, and learn without being interrupted, without being, you know, having that interruption in the learning process. They're able to learn to get the lesson. And also uh, with that classroom community, they're building relationships with each other. So the help, they're, they're able to get help from their, their peers. You know, it's just a whole security and comfort level, knowing that you can come to the school and it's safe and secure. Yeah, that's all. And then you also have, I mean, we, we have substitutes to step in as, as sort of, uh, you know, restorative ambassadors, if you will, right? And they and they come in and they kind of take on leadership roles within that. Is that right? Right, right. Because what they do is, you know, we try to base them um, in every classroom, like one from one or two from every advisor. And so they're able to, you know, talk through the whole restorative circle process, the proactive circle process, or if a kid is having issues or any questions with the restorative uh, model, we have students right there that's able to answer that. You know, and we go through trainings uh, twice a month with them to where, and it's not always trainings, it's just meetings to talk about what's going on or do we need to do something different, you know, but for the most part, um, it's a constant learning process for them as well. You know, so so that's a huge help on our school community. Awesome, awesome. So what's uh, we'll, we'll we'll kind of start wrapping up a little bit here. I think we you and I we could talk all day, which we often <laughs> yeah. And uh, but what's sort of what's what's some of the stuff that you're most proud of uh, here as part of your work here at Future School that that you that you've seen over the few years? Um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Um, you know, one being that. You know, um, the school is growing. I feel like that that I'm helping the school every day grow, you know, as far as numbers and, and, and relationships, which is growing. The athletic department has grown um, year by year because we started off with just um, one one boys basketball team. You know, now we have um, we have cheer. We have the girls basketball. 
you know, that we added last year. And we started that off with six players, and this year we have ten. You know, so it's just everything is growing, growing, growing. So um, I'm just happy to be a part, you know, and that I can contribute um, not only to future school but to our Fort Smith community. You know, I'm just happy to be a part of it. Yeah, well, we're, we're happy you're part of it. And, yeah, <laughs> the, uh, you know, you're an integral part of that growth that you mentioned. And, uh, you know, you're, you're, you're a very valued member of the team, and, and we appreciate all you do, Coach. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking some time to, to chat it out and uh, have a good rest of your day. All right. Thanks. You too. All right. Take care, Coach. <laughs>